0: From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKee Sport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monnac area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Our guest is Chris Adasso. He is the owner of Jaycox Jaworski Funeral Home in McKeesport and Willick Funeral Home in McKeesport. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Um, and I, I, I mentioned that I think maybe people don't like to talk about this or don't like to think about this, which is why I was glad that you were willing to come in. And talk with us about the profession, how you got into it, um, and how the profession has changed over the years. Before we get into that, though, you have, and this was originally the reason I reached out to you, you have something kind of novel that uh, you are doing, and that is you are offering tours for people who want to know what the process of cremation is all about. Tell us about that before we go any further.
1: Well, uh, about two years ago, we built our own crematory, our general care crematory, we call it. And the first Sunday of every month at 11 a.m., we are doing tours. So uh, people can learn more about this choice available to them.
0: We're going to get more into that because, again, this is something that I think... It is part. It is inevitable for every single one of us that at some point um, we will be working with a funeral professional, but we don't like to talk about it. Give us uh, your telephone number and website, best way to get in touch with you.
1: Well, our telephone number at Willig Funeral Home is 412-664-9178, and at Jaycox, it's 412-664-4489, and uh, myself or one of the other funeral directors would be happy to sit down and and talk and answer any questions folks
0: have. So we'll talk a little bit more about this idea of going behind the scenes and seeing what the cremation process entails, because that is something also that has changed a lot over the last 20 years, people's acceptance of that. Before we get into that, though, when I ask about you. How did you become a funeral professional? In
1: 1987, I answered a blind ad, and it was back in my hometown. I was working in... Uh, beaver falls at the time and it was a way to get back in at to leachburg uh they answered funeral home and i hung up the phone
0: <laughs> so what were you doing at the time
1: i was uh, retail management okay retail management and uh but curiosity got the best of me and i called back and uh it was to do advanced planning prearrangements for people And uh, I made the change, and it was the best change I could have ever made. It's made my life meaningful and valuable.
0: And so did you go then to Pittsburgh Institute of Mortuary Science is the one I'm familiar with, but I know there are other schools around the country.
1: I did. Uh, Pittsburgh Institute of Mortuary Science is considered one of the best mortuary schools in the country. And I later went back and became a funeral director after doing various things for the funeral home. Yep.
0: Chris Odasso is our guest this morning. He's the owner of Jaycox Jaworski and Willig Funeral Homes in McKeesport. And uh, we will give the numbers out a couple of times. But one of the reasons we're talking with Chris this morning is because they are offering tours uh, of the general care crematory at the Willig Funeral Home. And it got me interested. I actually went to high school with someone who is, is now a funeral director. Really? So, so I, I'm, I'm a less, less uh, I guess people are squeamish about it oftentimes. I'm less th- than I guess some other people are. But... Is that the first reaction when you tell people that you're in the funeral industry?
1: It is. And I think I think one of the biggest challenges in funeral service is that uh, understandably nobody wants to talk about death and dying. And so when it comes time that uh, someone does die, uh, uh, people don't even know where to begin. They have no, no background of information. And I think uh, one of the biggest struggles is uh, to educate people, to get them the information they need to make the best choices for themselves uh, for, on a subject that they really don't you know, want to deal with or, or think about. And uh, I mean, there's so many different uh, things that folks would benefit knowing, such as the value of a funeral service or why it makes sense to plan ahead, or if they're interested in cremation. Uh, what are the benefits uh, of cremation over other forms of disposition? Uh, but that is a lot to take in. A few hours after your world has fallen apart, uh, it's it's just too much to take in, and that's why getting this information early, I think, is critical for families.
0: I, I want to ask you a little bit about the grief process and the sort of um, the, the the healing process. What kind of training does a funeral director have in? Grief management and grief counseling? Uh,
1: we take various courses, and uh, then over the years, uh, there's other uh, ongoing uh, study you can take. Uh, but I, I would say that the thing about uh, grief is it's a visceral response, and you're not going to intellectualize it away. Uh, many of the coping mechanisms we use to help us uh, fail us. We're taught all our lives to acquire things, and we're never taught to how to lose things, how to how to uh, uh, deal with that. So, uh, huh. yeah, it's it's really quite interesting, and in a and a and a meaningful funeral. What it does, it gives you a chance to take your grief, turn it outward, which is called mourning. And uh, it it gives you something to do with those feelings that uh, come out of nowhere and are so overwhelming. And it sets up a pattern. Even though we have families with us for three days, we give them positive patterns uh, to help them through the next couple years of their lives. And I should say that it's all based on a theory that beyond food and shelter, the most important thing to human beings is to be understood, to be affirmed, to walk through this world not alone. And uh, so that's what mourning is. It's our uh, being able to take the feelings that we have, the, the, the painful feelings we have, and to get them out, to share them, to uh, basically be able to say to our community and our closest friends, this is what has happened to us, this is who I lost, this is why the world is so much less huh. without my loved one. And that's the power that's the healing that uh, must take place. I, I should tell you a story about that.
0: Yeah, let's, let's pause right there for a second. Chris Adasso is the owner of the Willig Funeral Home and Jaycox Jaworski Funeral Homes in McKeesport. You can call him at 412-664-9178 or 664 or you can just search online uh, for either one of those. And the reason we're talking about death and dying and the grieving process, and we're also talking a little bit about the mechanics of it. Uh, Chris and his uh, co-workers uh, at Willigs are offering a behind, uh, behind-the-scenes looking at that is the first Sunday of the month? That's correct. And that continues through June? Through June. Okay. Uh, call 664 if you are interested in touring their gentle care crematory. Uh, so you, I interrupted you. You were about to tell us a story.
1: Well, I was just going to tell a story that really uh, made it clear in my mind uh, the value of funeral service and uh, what it is we should be doing for families. Back in 1987, I worked in katanning and we, had a, we sent one of our employees to a grief recovery uh, training area, and he came back, and we decided to host our very own uh, uh, grief facilitation uh, group. So that first night, there were about 13 people there, and we went around the rooms and we spoke about why we were there and what kind of uh, a loss, a death that we were having, uh, seemed to be having trouble with. And there was one gentleman, I remember he began to speak about his mother, and it was such a raw grief. I mean, he had to stop two or three times, tears rolling down his eyes, and I I, I remember thinking, I, I didn't remember seeing this obituary in the paper, and I, it, it didn't make sense, when he finally uh, was just about finished up, the last sentence he said was, and my mother died 48 years ago. And it was such an eye-opening experience for me. All the training that I'd received at the Pittsburgh Institute of Mortuary Science, that was just reading, you know, but yeah. then I got to see it. And for this gentleman, somewhere along the line, he was taught that big boys don't cry. cry. sure, and, uh, and so he held his... He held his mom at arm's length for 48 years, never allowing himself to uh, approach those painful feelings, never allowing himself to grieve. And after 48 years, he was just exhausted. And what was tragic was not because, well, of course, because of... uh, uh, of, of the the, the work uh, that he had to do. But also he lost a new kind of relationship with his mom that also could have been valuable. And uh, that's when I knew there was real power. It wasn't time. It wasn't time that uh, heals uh, a broken heart. It's what we do in time. And that's, that's the pattern that f- a good funeral, and I should say a good funeral sets up. That's what we do for folks. And that's part of the message. Uh, again, people don't want to talk about funerals and they never really learned this is, this is what a good funeral should do for you and your family.
0: Uh, let's pause right there. We have a thirty-second break to come back uh, t- to take. When we come back, let's let's pick it up right there about that sort of catharsis um, that people need at the end of the death and dying process. Chris Odasso is owner of the Jaycox Jaworski and Willig Funeral Homes in McKee Sport. Uh, They are offering be- uh, a behind-the-scenes look at their General Care Crematory. If you have questions about cremation, you can call them at four one two six six four nine one seven eight. And uh, the first Sunday of the month, uh, that is through June, uh, you can see what. the process is and learn more about it and i want to ask you a lot of people probably have questions about religion does my religion permit this because it's this is still new to some people i think uh we'll be back here in 30 seconds on radio 81 wedo 1550 and 101.1 wzum the pittsburgh jazz channel internet radio wmck.fm and tubecityonline.com stay tuned we'll be right back you're listening to two rivers 30 minutes Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Chris Adasso. He is a funeral professional, a funeral director and owner of two funeral homes in McKeesport. Uh, one of them, the Willig Funeral Home, uh, is offering a tour of its crematory. If you have questions about the cremation process, you can call them and you can take a tour at 412-664-9178. Those are being offered on the first Sunday of each month, now through June. Um, we're talking about death and dying and about the grieving process. How long have you been a a uh, funeral director or a funeral professional?
1: Uh, well, I've owned Willig Funeral Home since 1997. Okay.
0: And how long have you been in the business?
1: Uh, I started working for a funeral home in 1987.
0: Okay, so that was that story you were telling me about back in 1980, 19- and that was in Catanning, you said? That's right, that's yeah. right. Um, and as you said earlier in the program, this is a not a profession that you had... I know some people are born into it. I know some people who are third or fourth generation. This was not what you had envisioned yourself doing, huh?
1: Not at all. It was purely by, uh, luck and it has been so rewarding in the early years as I just worked for a funeral home or, and later for a monument company, uh, those positions were rewarding, but they weren't, uh, that you couldn't accomplish the things you could if you were the person taking care of that family within the first two hours. And, uh, Uh, making the contribution that was possible as a licensed funeral director, and that's the reason I went back to mortuary school. At at a later age, I think I was 35 when I went back to school.
0: Um, When we took the break, we were talking about why a funeral um, is important to people. It offers a catharsis, it offers a chance to start the healing process or start the grieving process. It it seems to me that things have changed. When I was a kid, the the two- or three-day viewing and followed by a, a funeral maybe on a third or fourth day was common you know you had the two to four and seven to nine visitors will be accept. if visitors will be received and so forth it seems a lot of people skip the visitation now or they have a very short visitation why is that is that a cultural change is that a financial change what's happened
1: well uh, you know communities when i was young Everybody worked for the steel mill in uh, West Leechburg where I worked and uh communities families were all close knit nowadays. families are spread out all over the country, and I think it's more difficult uh, and i don't know I'm a little older, but uh, maybe uh maybe folks don't interact quite the same as they did. I see everybody interacting through telephones now i don't know if it's the same kind of thing but uh the visitation play, and finally, you know, we have people, it's, it's very common for people to live into their late 90s now. And often, uh, much of their, uh, many of their friends have already preceded yeah. them in death. So there's just not that need for such a, a long period of visitation. Sure.
0: That if, yeah, I, I've heard that, too, is that, that people, thank goodness, are living longer, but they're, they're, they don't have the peer group anymore around them. Um, Is this social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, emailing pictures, is is that really a substitute for... I'm I'm throwing this question at you, and I know it's a softball. Is that really a substitute for for the face-to-face interaction? Well,
1: I think... uh I think this ties in. Years ago, I read that in the 70s, uh, California went to a lot of direct cremation, cremation without any kind of services. Uh, but as the decades went on, uh, those direct cremations without any kinds of uh, services have uh, The number of them have reduced, and people are now choosing some type of service—not always with the body present, but possibly a memorial service, or maybe a a gathering, a family gathering, at a a place that their loved one loved, like the ocean, or maybe in the mountains. So, uh, I think uh, I think the digital world gives people other options instead of just the traditional visitation. On our websites, we constantly see wonderful stories shared and videos shared that uh, maybe the family would have never been aware of. And these are rich gifts to the families. I will say there is nothing more cathartic than the traditional funeral service. I mean, these uh, the, the traditional funeral service with the body present, these are things that evolved over you know, thousands of years. Uh, and uh, so nothing is more cathartic. Nothing works better. And again, I can tell you maybe a story to sum that up. Uh, but again, some of these new ways of communication also uh, are are pretty effective yeah. and much appreciated by the families.
0: Well, I think going back far enough, people had a funeral in the home often. And I think that was common right up until the Great Depression era or World War Two era is that true? People would have it in the parlor or in the the living room of the home.
1: Yeah, I think I think I once read that as the as we became more industrialized, living on second third floors, that became Hard to do. more difficult. Yeah. That's uh, the uh, the invention of the uh, of the funeral home. So uh, I think that's. Uh, it's just uh, easier for families with a funeral home than the, ch- the other way.
0: I, I think one of, uh, we're talking, by the way, about uh, the death and dying and about uh, funerals. Chris Adasso is our guest. He's a funeral director. He is the owner of Jaycox Jaworski Funeral Home and Willig Funeral Homes in McKeesport. Uh, they're offering tours of their crematory. If you're interested in knowing more about that process, we're going to talk about the religious implications and can I have a burial if I'm cremated, for instance? Why would I want to do this rather than uh, the traditional interment? 412 four nine one seven eight those tours are being offered on the first sunday uh, of the month now through june um I, I think one of your competitors in town has told me that her business is one of the oldest established business her funeral home is one of the oldest established businesses in mckeesport and i think that is the case in a lot of communities that the funeral homes sometimes go back 100 150 years what is the history of, of the two funeral homes that you own
1: uh, Jay Cox has been in business since the 1870s okay. and Willig since 1927. And so uh, both uh, have had a long tradition in the community. And uh, I, I should just go back. Yeah. You were talking about different kinds of services yeah. uh, and the value of one maybe over another Uh you know, folks walk in with the pain. If you love, you grieve, and there's no exception. I'd like to say I thought that up, but I didn't. I read that. <laughs> but it's it's absolutely okay. true. And I, I, this story, I think, is worth uh, telling. You know, people think, oh, my gosh, I never want to put my pa- family through such a painful thing. But the truth of the matter is, and that's a very loving thought, I, a lot of people think I wouldn't want a funeral because, number one, I'm not going to benefit from it. Yeah. I'm not going to know either way. And number two... Why would I want to uh, put my family through such pain? So it's a very loving uh, s- uh, summary when they think of it. But the families that I meet, when they come in, they are crying for something yeah. to share what has happened. And again, there are these different ways of doing it. But let me tell you why uh, that uh, the body present still makes sense. A few years ago, a, a man was, uh, and a lady, they, were, they never had children. They were... Uh, getting older, and everybody expected the lady to die because she was ill. Her husband died, so whenever her nieces came into the funeral home uh, to make arrangements, they said, "Listen, she is in so bad of health, so very bad, bad of health, that I think we should do something very brief and uh, and 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 nothing else." And even with my training, there, uh, there, there. Uh, Their uh, advice, uh, I I started listening and being swayed by it. So when their aunt came, it took her literally five minutes to get up five stairs. She was just uh, not well. And uh, when she sat down, uh, she... Uh, could barely catch a breath, and she was so upset that she rocked. She never kept rocking. It was, you could huh. tell she was just in physical stress yeah. of everything. And so we we got a bit of information, and finally I said, "Now listen, your nieces thought that maybe we would just have a very brief visitation." Mm-hmm. Right then, she looked at those nieces. <laughs> okay. And then she looked at me, and she said, and she looked back at them, and she said, "Is that what you thought? <laughs> Is that what you thought we would do for your uncle?" So to make a long story short, (laughs) she was the boss. She knew what was going to happen. So the first night of the first visitation came, again, getting just from the car into the funeral home. Looked like it would be an impossibility. And she walked in, and the word for... Uncontrollable uh, uh, mourning is called keening. It's yes. wailing. Yeah, yeah. And that's what she did at that casket. And, and, and that's what she did. And she, uh, the, the person she spent her life with, the person she loved, uh, had been taken away from her. And she, did, she probably didn't even know who she was as one person because she had spent 60 some years as a couple. Right. But I must tell you, when she walked away from that casket and sat down, it's the first moment she no longer was rocking herself with uh with agitation and and i finally felt a comfort and again this cathartic experience it wasn't as something painful put on her it only gave her something to do with her pain and again people wonderful experiences have taught me the value of funeral service more than know, uh, or in addition to what i learned in school
0: we have one more 30 second break to take, and uh, we're coming to the end of the half hour. Unfortunately, this is, a, this is a topic that I think is a very rich one, and we may have to have you back in to talk some more. Uh, Chris Adasso is owner of Jaycox, Jaworski, and Willig Funeral Homes. Uh, you can call them at 412 664 9178 or 664 4489. You can also find them online. They're offering tours of their gentle care crematory. That is on the first Sunday morning of the month through June. Uh, and I'm sure uh, Chris or one of his co workers will be glad to tell you more information about that. We're going to wrap things up here in 30 seconds on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.fm, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area, and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email Tube City Tiger. At gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest for a final few minutes here is Chris Odasso. He is a funeral director since 1987, or funeral professional since 1987. He's a graduate of the Pittsburgh Institute of Mortuary Science, and he is the owner of uh, the uh, Willig Funeral Home and Jacobs Jaworski Funeral Homes in McKeesport. And we were talking about death and dying and the grieving process, and I want to talk a little bit before we... Wrap up this morning about the planning process. So, talk to us about cremation, which has become a very, I think, I don't know, if the word is popular option, but it's increasingly becoming an option people are choosing over the traditional burial and interment in a cemetery. Um, am I correct about that? That's been about the last twenty years or so. It seems like it's gained prominence at least in the Pittsburgh area.
1: It has. Right now, we're having about fifty percent cremation okay. rate. Right? Uh, but that says nothing about the accompanying services. Cremation gives you such uh, a variety of choices. Uh, if you, if you if you do see the value in traditional visitation with the body present, uh, it, it's very possible. We do it all the time. We can even take a person to the church, go through their, uh, their prescribed rituals, uh, exactly like their faith uh, dictates, uh, or a memorial service. Do
0: most religions accept cremation now? I mean, because at one time there was a concern about the Catholic Church. In our, but that has changed, I believe.
1: It has the the Catholic uh, Church. Uh, is uh, fine with cremation, however, they still prefer having the person 's body and not the ashes in church, although uh, it 's not that they prohibit it uh, and they would like to see the cremation take place after mm-hmm. uh, after the funeral after mass a, a mass of yeah. Christian burial. Yeah. They also are uh, very clear that they feel that uh, the person 's remains are buried uh, and treated with respect. That's their, uh, but by all means, they're totally fine with cremation. But they, they don't. They're not fine with say scattering ashes or not, or or, uh, burying ashes outside of a sacred place.
0: And if you want to be buried with your parents, with your spouse, with another loved one, you have a family plot or a mausoleum, and you're cremated. That is still an option available to you. Correct?
1: Oh, of course. And it's so important because uh, as the uh, decades go by and your family or friends want to come and feel close, have a, having a focal point of remembrance, it's, it's, it's important to them to have a place to go. And most cemeteries will allow you, in fact, all cemeteries will allow you to bury a person's cremated remains on top of another grave even, and then a flat stone might be placed there, or uh, names can be put, added to a, an existing headstone. So... Uh cremation is a form of disposition. It says nothing about attending uh services and there's just a myriad of different services.
0: Or yeah. or of having a permanent memorial somewhere in a cemetery, Absolutely. in a mausoleum.
1: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh Again, I'm sorry about all the stories, but I, years ago, a woman told me that her daughter, she had cremated, but her grandson felt something was missing. So to her, it was extremely important to have a nice headstone that that grandson could visit over the decades. So, uh yeah, there's, uh, there, there's still ways to address the needs of the survivors. Uh,
0: in just a few minutes that we have left, uh, Chris Adasso is our guest. He has been a funeral professional since 1987. He's the owner of the Willig and Jay Jaworski Funeral Homes. Um, what is the – the funeral and the accoutrements can be very expensive. And I know for people who are on a fixed income sometimes or on a limited budget – that can seem intimidating too. What sort of options are there available for either pre-planning or for financing the expenses?
1: Well, uh, pre-planning is the very best thing you can do Mm -hmm. because you can, as you learn more and more uh, about what is available to you and what your family's needs are, you can then make a plan which will keep family members from maybe disagreeing. Uh, You can learn more, for example, if you want to be cremated, it will never happen unless uh, you sign your own papers or every one of your children will. And sometimes with people spread out and there's somebody we cannot find, it's not going to happen, not by a reputable... So
0: just uh, as if you want to prepare for your end-of-life care, you might want to have a living will, you might want to go ahead and pre-plan... Oh my yes,
1: You're, okay. Because the rules are strict about that. And as far as costs, uh, every funeral home offers pay plans, uh, or just a matter of saying, "Hey, I've had this insurance all my life. This is what I want to earmark." Yeah. Uh, and there are ways that uh, your your funeral home, your family funeral home, can protect funds uh, from a long term nursing stay, nursing home stay. There are ways to protect uh, funds so those funds will still be available, and. Uh, uh, every funeral home uh, offers uh, portability; those these uh, these plans can be taken from one funeral to another, uh, one funeral home to another, from one state to another. So, if
0: you're concerned that you want to retire to Florida or yeah. Texas or California, but you live in McKeesport or Pittsburgh now, your plans go right with you. Your plan goes with you. You can go ahead and arrange that through That's your right. whatever whoever your local provider is. And that, that Absolutely. will Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we are out of time. If Would you ever want to come back and talk more sure. if people have questions about death and dying? I'd be okay. honored to. Uh, Chris Adasso is a funeral director. He is the owner of the Jacobs, Jaworski, and Willig funeral homes. Chris, thank you for taking some time to talk with us. Once again, it's my honor. Thank you all for listening today to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1, WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now.